Hey everybody, welcome to an all new Downright Sports. This is the last show of 2021, and on today's show we're going to talk about the upcoming college playoffs. We'll break down those games and I'll pick who I think may win. We're also going to talk about the Lakers and some of the choices they should probably make. And we will also look back at the life and the greatness of John Madden. So, just before the ball drops in a few days, it is... Showtime! Now fuck through the world, even 
Even though I'm young, I'm making my bed to see that all ladies come. Yeah. Get them all strong from the tip of my tongue. Licking places niggas wouldn't dare put their face in. Before I die, I hope I when they could float by. In the brand new trash on the old cha. Never my throat dry, even when I smoke lot. Eat the mommy cho cha and drive a low car. We never ride far, pack five in the car. Save money for the drinks, I'm about to buy the bar. And everywhere I drive, I'm a star. Little kids all on the corner scream, that's my car. It was days, couldn't be fly. Now I'm in a TI, coming clubs with BI. Now a nigga VI. Rock tons of gold, enough money I fold. Roll away, you wanna roll, break a hundred at the toll. Yes, here we are. Welcome, everybody, to an all-new Downright Sports, the radio show. I am your host, the notorious sports critic, Brent Reed, as I am trying to fix my pop filter. So when you listen to the podcast later on all your major platforms, it doesn't sound crazy. But welcome to the last show of 2021. Yes, the ball will drop in just a few days. Time to celebrate the new year. We're going to have a lot of fun on this show today. Um, of course, we're going to talk about the college playoff and how that's going to play out and who we think we're going to win, who I think may or may not win. But we also today will talk about the legend himself, John Madden, as uh, just before I was going on the just before I was going on the air, John uh, was announced John Madden passed away, um, long health, long good life, I don't know if it was how good it was, I didn't know the man personally, we went fishing a couple times, and quite frankly, I think he cheated, but I digress, uh, rest in peace, John Madden, a man who's entertained us for decades, literally decades, whether it was coaching, calling the game, or giving us the gift of Madden, that's the gift that keeps on giving every year, <laughs> any case, this week, if you will, the weight. Hold on, I got batteries. The weight is over. I repeat, the weight is over. I have neighbors too. <laughs> uh, the college playoffs begin this weekend, uh, Friday, the thirty-first. Actually, we will have four games that will be played, and then the winner of those games will go on. To play for the championship. So who are the lucky teams? Hmm? Who who are the lucky teams that have the privilege and the the benefit and the fortune and the honor? That's the word I've been fishing for. The honor of um, playing for the uh, championship. Well, you have the SEC champions 
Alabama, no surprise there. You have the uh, the Big Ten champions. Could you believe that? That's uh, Michigan. I turn it down a little bit. We will have some background music that's going to be all over the place. It's the New Year. Well, it's the celebration. Anyway, uh, Michigan, uh, the winner of the American Conference of Football of Notre Dame of the Republic of America, Cincinnati, and then the runner-ups for the SEC seem to always get in. So here's a news thing. Oh, Georgia, by the way. But here's the thing. If you're a team in the SEC, don't worry about winning the conference. Just finish as a runner-up, and they put you in. Don't be a runner-up in any other conference because you ain't getting in. But if you're the runner-up and you get the snot kicked out of you by Alabama, that seems to be a badge of honor. They tend to put you in. They bash you and put you to the front and leave other teams up for the slaughter. So, let's get it on. So, the games will be Friday, and they're going to be respectable ball games, the Orange Bowl and the Cotton Bowl. I don't know how important the bowls matter anymore as, like, 100 were canceled, like, just a couple, just days and days and days due to the only undefeated person on the field and in your hearts, COVID. So, um, let's get into it. So, we're going to have the privilege and the honor of witnessing Cincinnati take on Alabama and then Michigan take on, uh, Michigan's going to take on Georgia. Now, Pretty much, you could pencil it in that maybe Georgia Alabama SEC championship rematch. Yawn. Of course, that's what we all want to see. We all want to see these teams face each other again. Why not? Who doesn't just think that college football is just the SEC and that any other school in the country, they don't matter? So, what we have here are a very different circumstance on paper. Let me be clear. I'm a key, that's going to be a key word on this show. On paper, it looks like it's Bama's all the way. Who could beat Alabama? Who, who? For those of you out there that think, well, Georgia. <laughs> Georgia's got a chance. Georgia had a chance. And then Alabama went all mad in. You like what I did there? And uh, beat the tar out of Georgia. It wasn't even close. That's why I don't know how the heck Georgia found a way to get in. Because it wasn't close. It wasn't even a nail biter. It wasn't a pencil pusher. They didn't even pull the covers up to their neck and make it tight. They basically just went to bed, kicked the covers off the sheet, no pillow, no nothing, and just laid comfortably in that other man's bed. Because that's what happened. Now, Bama and Cincinnati. Cincinnati was undefeated all year. Cincinnati had a fairly, fairly... If some would say an easy road to this. Finally, they recognize just because you you know you shouldn't be penalized that your conference may not have some of the best teams. But Cincinnati and Desmond Ryder, a senior, he threw for like 30 touchdowns, over 3,000 yards passing. Pretty standard for a college guy. The biggest wins for um, the biggest wins this year for Cincinnati. They beat Notre Dame when Notre Dame was ninth, and a lot of people felt like that team was on the precipice of, you know, knocking on the door to make it to, to this point, but they didn't. Uh, they were knocked off. They also beat number 21-ranked Houston for their championship, so when, they, when it was tight, they found a way to get through. 
defensively, and this is going to be a key, and sometimes in college, defense doesn't always tell a story, but defense always tells a story no matter what level you are. But Cincinnati only allows 168 yards passing. They allow about 137 yards rushing, which is interesting. Alabama, on the other hand, has a strong, pretty, pretty decent run game. And we've seen when Nick Saban puts together a plan and you give him basically like a month to just dissect and pick apart your whole entire team, well, then he may have something in store. Because under Brian Robinson Jr., the senior who rushed for 14 touchdowns, about he averaged about five, carry, five yards per carry, Cincinnati, who gives up 137, may find themselves in a situation where they got to pick their battle because the Heisman Trophy, Bryce Young, who basically just went all Madden and threw everywhere, 43 touchdowns, four interceptions, over 4,000 yards passing. Like, who is this guy and who he plays for Alabama? Well, can Cincinnati contain him? Teams who have gotten whooped by Alabama have a trouble trying to contain them. The problem is Alabama's always got the bigger, the stronger, the faster. They have NFL-ready guys. Cincinnati, not as big a program as Alabama. They're not going to have that meat up front. So for Cincinnati to try to win, controlling the ball, which is not going to be easy, trying to keep Alabama's offense off the field is going to be the key. Now's not the time for Cincinnati to, well, what we're going to do is, hold on, let me, let, me, let me be Cincinnati's head coach whose name escapes me. I just, because I don't know it. But if I was Cincinnati's head coach, I would not, guys, we're just going to stick to the game plan. We're going to do the same things we did against everybody. Everybody in the American Conference, we're just going to do that. Nope, it ain't going to work. It's not, because Nick Saban is going to go to the podium after winning the game, and they're going to ask, Nick. Nick, Nick, the Washington Post, I'm just curious, how was you able to prevail and beat the Cincinnati team? Uh, we worked hard. Uh, it was pretty easy. Uh, the coach thought he could play us the same way he could play a team like Houston or Notre Dame, guys who just ain't got the meet up there where a team like myself, where I got men versus boys, it's not going to be, you know, I knew you know, going in, you know, we just didn't practice hard enough. I felt like, you know, we missed so many plays, even though the final score was like 50 to 10. I feel like there was so much more opportunity for us to score even more. And um, I'm going to ride them pretty hard in the next practice because uh, perfect is not perfect enough for me. I'm looking for, hmm, I think I'm striving for God status. That's pretty much what I'm, I want like infinite Wisdom and power, and I won't be happy until I achieve that. That's just who I am. Uh, Nick, you're going to a championship, and more than likely, you're probably going to win your eighth. Do is the eighth one going to feel even more special? No. Uh, if anything, I'm not going to really d dwell in it. We'll win. I'll take it. It'll go on my mantle next to dead animals and uh, my money. So much money I make. But, uh, no, I have to worry about next year, and next year begins now. So the championship's a formality. I'm, still, I'm looking forward to next year, and it's going to be a lot of stiff competition. If Cincinnati sticks to their game plan, I promise you, that's how the press conference is going to go. Nick Saban will be doused, not in flowers, but the milk in the blood of his enemies. Now, could they, now if you're going to put some money, that's ahead of my segment. I am too far in advance. 
The other game, the Orange Bowl game, will be uh, Michigan versus Georgia. Uh, historically, if we look back, Big Ten schools do not fare well against SEC schools. They just don't. But Georgia is a bit of an anomaly. Because on paper, Georgia has all the fixings, if you will, and all the 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 accoutrements. If you could compare Georgia to a wrestler, maybe Dolph Ziggler. They got the look, but you really don't want them to be your champion. So, so if you look at Georgia and what they have, they got a pretty standard quarterback in uh, Bennett, who basically you know two thousand yards passing, twenty four touchdowns. But where it is, and even their run game is pretty basic. Uh, their lead runner, um, Zamir White Jr. Uh, oh no, he is a junior. Zamir White, seven hundred yards, ten touchdowns. But it's their defense is where they kind of hone it in. Where Michigan's offense ain't the best offense in the world. Like their offense doesn't, you know, doesn't strike fear in their enemies. So. And, and not to mention, Michigan's defense isn't the, the, the best to, 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 to basically tip. They can't go home and walk in and drop their keys in the, in the defensive uh, pot and say, hey, we did it today. The, for Michigan to be the Georgia team that is used to playing, once again, the Alabamas of the world, Michigan is more used to playing Ohio State's good teams, but Ohio State is kind of like, Alabama light. So when you want to get, you know, when you want to drink, you go get a Budweiser. But when you want to just like, huh, you go get like one of them seltzer waters. That's kind of what Ohio State is. They're more like that seltzer water. They'll get the job done, but it's going to take a lot more to get it done. In the case of Michigan and Georgia, it's going to be apples and oranges. For Michigan, now the one upside, Michigan, uh, Georgia's going against a guy who coached in the NFL. He's, we've been waiting for years for John Harbaugh to get to this moment and show his wealth. Can he get the Michigan Wolverines to a championship? Somewhere they haven't been in a very long time. And in this new era of college playoffs, they definitely have not sniffed it. So, this year they've beat in Mich- Ohio State. They beat Iowa when they were wrecked. They did lose to Michigan State, who seemed to just only get up for that game. Georgia ran through Clemson when they were ranked third, Auburn when they were ranked 18th, Kentucky when they were ranked 11th, and they lost to Alabama. Now, let's talk about the Georgia schedule. As the year went on, it wasn't like the only loss Clemson had was to Georgia and Arkansas and the others. They, they might have finished with winning seasons, but realistically, were they as good? Like, did Georgia face the true Clemson teams we know in the past? No, 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 no. They faced that Clemson team that was fresh out of rehab after drinking for about five, ten years and living life really high, but they had to go clean up because they lost their love, Trevor Lawrence, for those who said didn't catch that. And then the rest of those teams, I don't think they finished anywhere, ranked close to where they were initially ranked that false system that they come out with every year. So, with Georgia and Michigan having very two just mediocre quarterbacks, we will find ourselves thinking that the Cincinnati and Alabama games are going to be the shootouts. When maybe this is the game where the two quarterbacks 
take the gloves off, and we just see a knockout slugfest, which I'm really banking for. I think I'm going to be on the road when these games are going on, so hopefully Allie will drive, and then I can watch the games, because that's what I want to do, but I don't think it's going to go that way, and I'm not even going to try to pick that fight. I'm <laughs> that's what the radio's for. Anyway, let's play some bits. So, if you're going to put some money down, basically... And a whole lot. You gotta. You, I wouldn't do it on the over unders. I would. And the money. Is, I'm not gonna go in the detail because the line is subject to change because there's days. And then as Antoine would tell me, there's COVID. So right now, Michigan. If you bet the money line, Michigan and Cincinnati. You pick those two and you put about a hundred dollars down. This is poor man betting. Let's take the ESPN stuff. But you put about a hundred dollars down. You can walk away with uh, a little over fifteen hundred. That ain't bad money, is all I'm saying. And there's a possibility you can win that. I take that. I'll take it. You're only out of pocket. What, what you net? Like $400? You actually net $450. No, wrong. You net $1,450. You net $1,450. That's what you net. Sorry. And that math didn't bad up, and I was reading it on paper. I'm sorry. So who do I think is going to win this weekend? Well, I haven't done a prediction in a long time because I haven't felt it. Like, normally when I do predictions, I stand on my pedestal and I give my word. Well, Mr. Showtime is back and I'm going all out. I would love to see Cincinnati win this week, but it ain't going to happen. Because Nick Saban has got something to prove. Everybody said coming into this season, his team was too young. Well, when he's always putting something up to prove. Cincinnati's a fun team to watch. What a season they had, but this is where their road comes to a halt, and this is where it's all over. Sit, pop the balloon, the dream is over. Bama will beat Cincinnati. It will look close early, and it will be a blowout later. Now, in the Michigan and our Georgia game, you put get ready. 15 rounds, knockout draw. We won't see overtime, which will be awesome sauce, but we're going to see four quarters. Of tough football. I know. It was Georgia, Brent. And it's Georgia. And them Bulldogs, man. You know, SEC. I know. I know. But think about this. Georgia, what I called them earlier, the Dolph Zigglers of football. Now, if you know nothing about, uh, uh, if you know nothing about wrestling, who's the best comparison? Oh. They'll just fold like a cheap tent. How about that? Michigan will win, and a close one, to go on and face Alabama. And I'm not giving a prediction because you're going to have to stick around for when Down Ray Sports is back for the championship show. How about them apples? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way to keep you waiting. Hey, this is Down Ray Sports, everybody. Thank you for listening here on Street Madness Radio, first thing in the morning. I know, I'm shot out of a cannon. Also, thank you for listening on Dynasty Radio NY, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B, except for on Thursdays at 8 o'clock when it's the sports takeover. I couldn't think of nothing for two years. I couldn't think of nothing to say there. Now I've said it. So Thursdays at 8 is the sports takeover. I like that. You can also listen to the podcast anywhere, major podcasts, or download it. Also, if you're watching on Facebook Live, which I really can't tell if anybody is, but if you're watching on Facebook Live right now, this is the last show of the year. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you, people, the steady group of people who have been watching. I, I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break.
I'm gonna throw in some tunes. What tunes we're gonna throw on? We're gonna throw in a little Justin Timberlake. So if you want to hear the music, you need to listen to the radio show. You need to listen to the podcast. Stay tuned. I'll tell you how to do that. You can also watch clips of the show on Instagram at Downright Sports, TikTok. Also now, uh, starting the new year, we will be back on YouTube as I will find somehow some way to start editing the show and, and getting it on there, even if it's like 15 minutes of the show. That's an hour. So we'll be right back with more. There's nothing else I need. We'll be right back with more Downright Sports, everybody.
show came on i had a whole different outline for the show i had a whole different script uh written out and uh i saw breaking news and i was like oh they've canceled another game or something or the college playoff game got canceled or like everybody just said forget it but it was actually that the great uh nfl hall of famer john madden Passed away today at 85 years old. Um, Never got to see him coach. Uh, He was done coaching way before I was even born. But uh, no question, John Madden. Everybody knows who John Madden is. If you know, even if you don't, if you never watched an actual football game, you've heard the name John Madden. Um, A word thrown around a lot. Pop culture. John Madden definitely was a guy where pop he was in the pop culture um, um, vocabulary or, or library, however you want to, uh, however you like to say it. And he was a guy that basically was a great head coach, um, as we give our the way only way we could give obituaries, but. John Madden born April 10th, 1936 uh, in Austin, Minnesota. <laughs> uh, basically was drafted uh, by in uh, from Cal... Uh, what is it? Sorry, the screen froze. <laughs> he was drafted in 1958, the 21st round, the 244th pick. <clears throat> by the Philadelphia Eagles, believe it or not, he was on uh, off. He was on the off-season and practice squad member, which is interesting to see. And it's always fun because guys who were like participants always made great coaches. Guys who weren't like the superstar because you spent most of your time watching, and uh, you had to learn. You know when your number was called. Uh, basically, he uh, John got into coach Mr. Madden. John Madden got into coaching. In uh, 1960, so not long after he was drafted, so he got into coaching in 1960. Uh, he started coaching 
Allen Hancock as an assistant coach. Then he became the head coach two years later. He will go on to San Diego State as the defensive coordinator in 1964. In 67, uh, he became the linebackers coach. And in 69, he took over as head coach of the Oakland Raiders. Uh, then he would go on immediately to success as he took the Raiders to a 12-1 season. They won their they won the first AFL West uh, division. They would lose to Kansas City in the AFL championship. Pause for a second. If you don't know this, before they, they, there was always an NFL, but there was also an AFL, and the AFL was the rival league of the NFL. They would merge later and become the, the whole NFL. Now the AFL is the AFC, for those of you that didn't know that. Uh, he went to the playoffs again in 70. He would lose to Baltimore. Uh, then they missed the playoffs, and then the net, uh, from 72 to 77, they made the playoffs every single year. Uh, in 76, uh, they won the Super Bowl, beating the Minnesota Vikings um, in the Super Bowl. I want to say it's the last time Minnesota went to the Super Bowl. I could be wrong. Uh, the next year, they would lose to the Broncos in the AFC Championship game. They made it to the AFC Championship game almost every year. But they had to either face the undefeated Dolphins or they faced the Steelers. Uh, yeah, Steelers won four in the 70s, so that should give you an idea. Uh, the next year was his last year, 78. He finished with a winning record and retired. Uh, his overall record every year is with the Oakland Raiders. He finished 110 and 32, one of the better records. But immediately after that, he went into broadcasting and just basically revolutionized how we watch broadcasting for sports, play by play, if you will, color commentary. And that's because John Madden started doing. Uh, the X's and O's during the game. He would take the pencil and he would draw the X. And you were going to go boom. Remember, he did a boom. He did a boom. And he would do all that. And you'd be like, oh, my God. Like, you can listen to John Madden talk and automatically you were uh, a football expert. Like, John Madden would go, well, what you want to do here is uh, the guy, if your whole line, if your, your guard, he pulls here and it's going to create a hole. And then you run back. What he wants to do is he tucks it to the quarterback. And then, boom, he shoots it. And you're like, oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks, John. Like, you just felt smarter. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you just was like, oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense to me. I'm, I can do that. Yeah, and it made a lot of dads at home think they knew what they were talking about when they did it. <laughs> um, in 88, EA Sports, as we all know, Electronic Arts, basically put the video game world in the overdrive when they came out with John Madden NFL football game, a video game about football, and John Madden's name was all over that, and um, it was dope. Like, (laughs) not one man, not one video game head who likes sports has not either played or to this day, is getting John Madden in August. Like, pre-orders go out in July and you're ordering it. For like five, six, seven years, it was the same game every year. We still was getting it. Online play has changed the way the game is played. Me, personally, I'm a big fan of the franchise mode. The best year they had franchise mode was in 2004. It was the best year. You basically controlled the entire team from the top to the bottom, the food court, the stadium, the seating, the ticket prices, like, that was the dopest thing, I, like, they need to bring that back, like, that's how dope I thought that was, 
But Madden it has just turned into the... It's a name in itself. Like, he stopped being on the cover, like, forever ago, which is the craziest thing. Like, if, if, if the crazy part about the, the Madden game, like, he stops being on the cover. They start putting players on the cover. And then the Madden curse happens. And, like, everybody on the cover, everybody on the cover, something happened to one way or another, they got hurt. Uh, they were traded. They were arrested. They, you know, something happened to a player that went on the Madden cover. It looked like Tom Brady might have broken that curse a few years ago. It's like you put Tom Brady on there. If, if anybody can stop the curse, it's Tom Brady. And sure enough, he did. Um, yeah, it's sad. John Madden. He, we stopped hearing his voice because he stopped doing. Play by play around 2009. Uh, his last network he was working with was NBC. They were doing the Sunday Night Football. Uh, crazy enough, he worked for all networks. He worked for CBS. He worked for Fox. He worked for ABC. He worked for NBC. I remember him more for Fox. Him and uh, Pat Summit, I believe that's who it was. Um, I think that was his partner on Fox. I want to say Pat Summit, And they were the team. Like, they were... If uh, yeah, Pat Summit. Yeah, if you know anything about, they were Jr. and Jerry King Lawler. Like they, they Joe Buck and um, now his name escapes me. But or like for today, you got um, Mike, Mike, uh, what's his name? Mike, uh, Mark Jackson, and Jeff Van Gundy for the NBA. Like, John Madden and Pat Summit, like, you, when you heard those two, it's like, oh, it's football. That's the big game. Um, Pat would retire. John would go on to ABC, do Monday Night Football for, like, five, four years. Teamed up with Al Michaels. You could not have asked for a better pairing. They would take that team over to NBC once ESPN picked up the Monday Night Football games. And, like, you could get Madden and... Um, Al Michaels and those two just, you know what I'm saying? Like, Al Michaels is such a great broadcaster. He knows when to shut up and let the expert be the expert. Um, Chris Collinsworth replaced John Madden, which could not be easy. He's still doing it, thank goodness, because you don't want to be the guy that replaced the guy, and then all of a sudden you ain't got a job. Like, that would suck. Like, the guy that, that replaces Brent Reed at Dowry Sports here in the chair would be my dogs, because I don't, you know, <laughs> nobody else even replacing me. But I feel bad for Shaft and Money Penny and Mayor when they have to sit in this chair and, you know, talk about sports all day. They probably talk more about the, um, you know, Frisbees and getting belly rubs. That may make a better podcast than this one. <laughs> so, um, but no, um, you know, safe travels, John. And uh, now John Madden, Pat Summit, and uh, Al Michaels all talk. will be talking about football. And I'm pretty sure Al Michaels is going to be talking to John about, you know, his Raiders. And what do you think I should have done differently? You think? We could have won more if I'd have made better choices. And John's pretty much like, dude, it's over. Like, I don't even care at this point. But, John, the Raiders, I still control the team. Have you seen my son? His haircuts are crazy. Dude, I'm just trying to live my eternity, man. Like, I'm not trying to really talk about this. Can I just chill out and see everybody else that's up here? All right. But if you, we'll get back to it. I'm thinking about forming a league in heaven. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. Give it a shot. Cool. Who do you think should be quarterback? What about Moses? I hear that guy's got a wicked arm. 
That's a great conversation. I actually kind of want to keep doing it. I think it's kind of funny <laughs> to hear. I think it's kind of funny to hear Al Michaels and John Madden talk about what players to pick up in heaven. That's crazy. Anyway, so this is Downright Sports. Um, if you're listening to the radio, you listen to the podcast, if you listen to our Street Madness down in Atlanta, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we appreciate it. If you're listening to Dynasty Radio in New York, we appreciate it. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast on all major platforms, thank you so much. What we're getting ready to do right now is the uh, news bulletin, which for the first time ever, uh, you're going to hear on the radio and on the podcast because, well, it's actually a year in review. So, uh, buckle up. Because we're going to review 2021 in all its glory and crazy. This is Downright Sports. Welcome. This is the Downright Sports News Bulletin. But we're changing it up as it's the year in review or the year look back. So let's look back at 20, 2021. Did I say it twice? I think I did because I took this drink for the New Year's show. <laughs> All right. Let's go. So the new year, 2021, kicked off with a familiar face, if you will. Alabama and Tom Brady. What did they do? They won another championship. Then we would see... That the Milwaukee Bucks did the unthinkable for in the first championship in like 50 years. That the Giannis Antetokounmpo would bring a championship to Milwaukee. We saw Derek Jeter of the New York Yankees make it to the Hall of Fame. We would see the Atlanta Braves win another their their second champion or like fifth championship. It's their first one since 1995. In the college world, the Stanford women would win in the col- in the in basketball in the championship. Baylor would win for the men. I forgot. Steph Curry became the all-time three-point king, which I don't know how important that record really is if you really want to think about it because how many people actually knew who had the record? Like, honestly, but whatever. Um, then we would see the basically Aaron Rodgers tell his team, I won't be here no more. I'm done. I can't handle it um, no more. I want to leave. And then he stuck around and he stayed. Interesting. Russell Wilson also said, get me out of here. And uh, he stayed too. Funny enough, then what else we had? We had some, the Olympics happen. Who won? Eh, a bunch of players. The, between COVID, we found out through COVID, we found out through the Olympics, a lot of athletes suffer from um, um, depression and basically have some and, and took their own health into consideration over sponsors over America, how dare they, and basically decided that, hey, I need to take care of me, sending a very important message to the entire world. You got to take care of you, don't you? We saw baseball is now on a lockout. The owners have locked out the players from nothing. 
because their season is over, so it didn't make a ton of sense. I didn't understand that. Tiger Woods survived a car accident, and then he basically ended the year by saying, <laughs> can't no car accident kill me and Tiger Woods, baby, and my kid. In the next 10 years, get ready, because that's how I'm going to get all my majors. Trust and believe. Fans return to stadiums and ballparks. What? You couldn't believe in 2020, we all thought it was over. And in 2021, the world opened back up, and fans got to sit and cheer and sneeze and cough. And wait, that just continued to crap. It did. Leagues pass mandates whether or not you can get, uh, basically you should, you know, get a vaccination or not. And players said no. The Tampa Bay Lightning repeated as Stanley Cup champions in the NHL. Leo Messi made a big move as he went to France and he shook the stuff. The, he shook the whole football world. Yeah, see what I did there? See what I did there? Go Google it. <laughs> uh, basically, what uh, we're going. Joe Biden announced that we're basically going to put a domestic boycott. On the Winter Olympics in Beijing, because China, you may go out there and if you sneeze, you may not return home for like 10 years because they are not taking COVID lightly, and but they're still hosting the Olympics. That doesn't make a ton of sense. Phil Mickelson became the oldest player to win a major at the ripe old age of 150. Just take 100 years off that and it'll be accurate. <laughs> he would win the PGA Championship. Good for him. We would also see... Cincinnati crashed the college playoffs. That's really not a big deal, but it was a review. They did it. Nobody saw that one coming. We got two retirements as Mike Krzyzewski, Coach K, Duke, Hall of Fame basketball coach, gold medal winning head coach, basically the man, if you will, is going to step down as this is his final season. Roy Williams has also retired, and he will not He stepped away. Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. Brian Kelly left Notre Dame to go to uh, U uh, U uh, uh, to go to USC. I uh, fired in two years. I'm calling it. And then just today, we will lose the great John Madden. We also said goodbye to guys like Bismarck, DMX, if you will, and so many others in the hip hop community. We said goodbye to, which is so sad. So that has been the 2021. Year in review, drinks to everybody as we go into 2022. I did say 2021, right? Because I will say the wrong thing and think I said it. I think I said 2021. Drinks to 2021 as we go into 2022. We're going to wrap this up and when we return, more downrange sports. The Notorious Sports Critic, Dan Rice Sports, yeah. All right, we are back, everybody, and um, 
we're going to wrap the show up for 2021, the last show of this year. Yeah, hopefully everybody can look forward to uh, another year and a better year. And if this year was tough, hopefully you get to start all over when the ball drops. So um, some teams that may want to start over, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, they put together in the offseason uh, the Expendables, <laughs> if you will. They called in... Um, uh, they called in um, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, um, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Russell Wilt, Westbrook, uh, Trevor Ariza, who I don't think has played. <laughs> like, they just went all out, and I don't know if LeBron has got a practical joke going on or what. But it is kind of weird to see this team assembled the way it was. And instead of the team kind of getting younger, they got old and they got old fast. Um, the Lakers right now, this, uh, as we speak currently right now, as I wait for this to load, are the ninth seed. They're 16 and 18, 11 games out of first place. Uh, Minnesota and Dallas are ahead of them. You would think... That there's potential of, you know, hey, they got LeBron, they can turn around, they can take a nice little run. Well, that may or may not happen. Uh, the team looks like LeBron's streak of... So, I'm going to give myself a little time here. LeBron basically has the mentality of, hey, hey, I'll just put some duct tape on this and I'm the greatest and I can make this work. But what has happened is everybody's caught on to LeBron's duct tape trick and teams have gotten better. Teams have gotten way better. Teams have put together teams through, uh, put together uh, rosters through the draft, through free agency, and they've built the LeBron system of I don't need a head coach. I'm the head coach. I'm the GM. I'm the owner. I'm everyone. It may have finally run its course because now you have a situation where a 37-year-old LeBron James is forced to do everything. Goodness gracious, that poor man. LeBron James, without a question, is the greatest player of his era, of his generation. The LeBron James era kicked off in um, 2003. And once 2006 came, we all had a clear view. Oh, that's the baddest player. You can have conversations. Kobe's in the conversation of, you know, guys of this era. But it's LeBron head and shoulders had a nice little run. Now, where I think people argue with is the fact, unlike Jordan and others, Magic, Burt, LeBron has let others crash his party. He's a little more welcoming and letting other guys have their shine. Stephs, Kevin Durant, um, anyone. Basically, hey, hey, he's rooting for everybody, guys. He's pretty much the Barney of his generation. The issue with that is he thinks he's able to turn it on when he can, and sometimes he can't. Currently, right now, at the ripe old age of... Um, the ripe old age of 37, LeBron finds himself leading the team in points at 27 points a game. Now, I said when the season started, this team is only going to go as far as LeBron James basically allows it. Not because of his gameplay, but because of his leadership. And the issue has become not LeBron. 
And believe it or not, it is not Russell Westbrook. I know everybody's like, well, trade Russ. Russ ain't the issue. Russ currently right now is giving this team 19 points a game, seven, eight rebounds a game, and eight assists a game. Yeah, he can't shoot a three, but that's not what he is good at. He's good at facilitating. He's good at rebounding. He's one of the best rebounding guards in the game. And despite uh, Stan Van Gundy's comments about stats don't matter, sometimes stats do matter. And he's not always garbage time minutes because he plays about 34 minutes a game. So does Carmelo Anthony, who's like a 1,000 years old. The issue is for the Lakers, one player in general, Anthony Davis. Now, yes, Anthony Davis, without question, is the most talented, could be the best player in the league. Anthony Davis should be what Giannis Antetokounmpo is, but he's not, as he's hurt again. And he's out again. Uh, he suffered a sprain. Uh, M- Oop, I wasn't reading that. He suffered a sprain MCL in the game. He's out for about four weeks and will be reevaluated within four weeks. He'll be out sooner than that. He's out again, again. LeBron wanted this young man. LeBron dreamt of this young man. LeBron, like, basically told his children, we have to move for this young man. And Anthony Davis has not held up his end of the bargain. Anthony Davis making $35 million a year, average of 20 points a game, has not been what they thought he could be or should be or would turn out to be. He has turned out to be, for lack of better words, just another player, pretty much. So I have said, it's not Russ that needs to be traded, it's AD that needs to be traded. And the best trade to do right now, if you're Los Angeles, you trade Anthony Davis for Carl Anthony Towns. And you're like, what? Carl Anthony Towns stays healthy. Carl Anthony Towns is a little younger. Carl Anthony Towns can do the same things AD can, but Carl Anthony Towns, we don't have, we know Carl Anthony Towns is not trying to be the guy. The problem with the Lakers are they thought AD wanted to be the man. It doesn't seem that way. It seems like AD wants to shy away from being the man. Oh, LeBron, you keep the ball, man. I'm cool. Chilling. Now, you're like, well, he won the championship. Did he, though? Did he? He won the championship in a bubble against the Miami Heat, which last year showed, oh, damn, in the bubble. And I I had an opportunity. In fact, I put together a team to go to the bubble. They just didn't accept it because they weren't looking for new teams at that moment. So, where else could we see AD go? Who else? Could you trade AD too? Well, you can get OKC. I mean, you can get you can get that out. There's certain places that trade may not happen. But, but, what if you were a team in Charlotte, and you are the Lakers, and you can use some shooters, and you acquire about Gordon Hayward, and maybe Lamelo Ball. And maybe, just maybe, maybe, you throw in, Lakers can't even afford to pay half these guys. <laughs> you throw in somebody, uh, let's throw in him. That trade works. If I'm the Lakers, I'm trading Anthony Davis and this no, the player to be named later. I think it's Kevin Nunn. Is that his name? No, it's Kendrick Nunn. I'm trading him for Gordon Hayward. And LaMelo Ball, we're going to do 
Big baller brand 2.0 with the Lakers. The real baller who should be on the team. And now you got a team. You got two guys that can score. You got two one guy that has no problem being the man. And you got a great scorer in Gordon Haywood who can hit the deep ball. And now your floor opens up because that's the problem. The Lakers need their floor to open up for guys like Westbrook and LeBron to attack. They are attack first guys. They are not the Golden State Warriors. Golden State shoots threes from the other foul line. The Lakers have two guys that need to drive. You put this team. I like this trade. In fact, if I was a general manager of either team, I would pull the trigger. Because for the, the Charlotte Hornets, a team going nowhere, they get a box office player like Anthony Davis, who you can come see twice a year because he doesn't play the rest of the season. And you get a guy like Gordon Haywood and LaMelo Ball, who, if you're the Lakers, I feel very confident in leaving my franchise with a mellow ball. I did it again. I did it again. I picked the perfect trade that should happen. It won't because nobody wants to listen to me. It's a damn shame. I don't know why. But, heck, what you going to say? Hey, this is that. We are done for the year. Um, thank you all for uh, listening all of 2021. Thank you all for... Um, I'm looking for a song to play, and now I'm sidetracked. There we go. Thank you all for watching throughout the year as I throw on my Teddy Pendergrass. Thank you all for the year we've had. We've had a crazy year. We've had a lot of, we, a lot of things have happened, uh, but uh, it's been fun. Downway Sports will be back. We'll be back uh, in 2022. In some capacity, shape, or form. Um, in fact, we're probably going to be back um, January 11th. Yeah, okay, I think the championship is the 10th. So we'll be back to talk about that. And um, So uh, special thanks to D- Kim and Dynasty Radio. Uh, last year, this journey started with us, with me. And they're going there, but doing the show now for almost seven years. And um, it's fun to be on two different radio stations, especially in Atlanta and in New York, and which you can hear anywhere because it's internet radio. But it's pretty cool to say, hey, my station's out of Atlanta or my station's out of New York. Um, so I'm blessed in that way. You listen to the podcast anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Anywhere. Every major platform, this podcast is there. So if you need a reason to go to sleep and you lost your ambient, just put it on the show because I could do that. Uh, special thanks to everybody who listens, people who participated this year. Uh, we've had, I've had some great interviews this year. Uh, uh, Kayla Jones, we interviewed her. She was fantastic. Uh, we interviewed my man nine nine twenty Kev, who's a, a new. Uh, we interviewed him this year. That was fantastic. Uh, we got a chance to interview uh, my man uh, nine fifty Kev. I messed up, <laughs> but we got a chance to interview my man Hazy Haymaker. Uh, so it's been real, you know, three interviews. So next year I got to top it with four. Probably be the same people. So. <laughs> Uh, stay tuned for some big things coming next year. Hopefully, you know, uh, could be joining a network, believe it or not. And then you can watch the show on Apple TV. You see how that one works out. So, hey, cheers. Happy New Year. Be safe. Have fun. Um, as we sign off, I tell you know, we... 
we all got our differences. You know what I'm saying? But the one thing we have in common is we just all want to be treated with respect. We all just want to be loved. We all just want <clears throat> to come home and see our loved ones. Um, fortunate. Al, baby, I love you. We're going to have a great new year. <laughs> um, basically, try going into 2022. If I can ask for a favor, try to understand the other person. A little food for thought there. Try to understand the other person. Try before you point your finger and before you look to um, attack and and look for fault in someone else. Take a second and try to just you know think about it. Now, unless the person just a dirt bag and like kills and eats and maims and does things the small, then we don't need to see it from their side. But you know what I mean. You know, just see things from a different way. Before I go, uh, two weeks ago, Allie and me, we went and had um, Christmas with their fam- with her family, my family, if you will, and it was fantastic. And just to be frank, as a, a, a proud black dude from New York, I was, I was literally the only black guy in the room, and I didn't realize it. Not for one minute. I didn't realize it. We're talking people from... Different sides of the country, different sides of backgrounds, different, um, not different beliefs, believe it or not, but different political beliefs, maybe. And not one time did we discuss it, not one time did we talk about it, not one time did it come up. No, we just had fun, we enjoyed life, because that's what bonded us, was the enjoyment of life. So, cheers, cheers to everybody, and this is to 2021, and I'll see you all in 2022, and in 2022, I promise you, It will still be showtime, and a notorious sports critic will be here to rip, destroy, and critique whatever happened in the world of sports. Bing bong, I'm out. Yeah, there is. Well, what's the skinny? You all been on a date or what? No. I mean, I always wanted to, but I guess I just never had the the courage to ask. Is it's complicated. No. It's simple as pie, man. You plant your feet in the ground, you look square in the eyes, and you say, hey, baby, you and me's going on today. That's the end of the story. What's the name? Lance. Listen here, Lance. Lance. What the fuck? Shit, I be talking about yeah. half rapping ass motherfuckers. You think it's a game? You think it's a fucking game? Come on!
One time! 